We thought a lot about when we make this video, guys. We could easily be sitting here explaining how hashtag is dead. We received zero pounds, zero pence, nothing. You deserve to know what happened. All right, guys, how you doing? Welcome back to another video. Now, you know it's serious when myself and Sebi are sitting down here ready to talk to you guys. I had to bring in the big guns. We want to pull back the curtain again, as we've done every now and then in hashtag history to tell you about something that went on at the club that you maybe don't know about yet. And it was very, very significant. Okay. It's all linked to the fact that we're no longer a Hummel football team. We've gone back with Adidas. We're really excited about that. Today, we're going to explain what happened there because the eagle eyed amongst you will know that we signed a five year deal with Hummel only two years ago. So, why has it come to an end early? Uh, there's a lot to unpack, but we want to start by explaining how grateful we are to Adidas because Adidas have Massively. come in and saved us in a, in a situation that wasn't good. Um, and it has a lot of repercussions. Um, you're going to see the new Adidas kits that you guys voted for, by the way, for the home kits, at least. Uh, with our Socios partnership, we did a vote on there. That's going to be announced very soon. So our new Adidas kits are coming soon, Seb. They're not going to be bespoke, uh, as we've been used to the last few years. Yep. But there's a reason for that, and it's certainly not Adidas's fault. No. Um, it's because it's all coming late in the day, and we had to put it together last minute, basically. Yes, indeed, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a pretty crazy... Well, what was it? The news sort of broke to us sort of right at the end of last year, really. It was around the World Cup time. Yeah, it was pretty, came out of nowhere a little bit, although there were some, some signs, warning yeah. flags, some red flags we had earlier on. I don't know how you want to go about this. Do you want to just tell well, the story? Or do we th there's do? a lot to talk about, and this probably will be one of the longer videos, um, but I'm just letting you know off the bat in case you don't watch the rest of it. Adidas are heroes. We love Adidas. We can't wait to work with them again. We've signed a deal with them. And yes, we've got plans to do some, you know, some cool stuff going forward. Um, and hopefully you do get behind our new kits and you'll see why that is important to the club because we're going to talk about the actual natures of the deal a little bit and how the club benefits from them or more importantly, how it didn't benefit from this, the last This deal. might be one of those videos for people out there that have really wondered about what goes on behind the scenes, how the club runs on a business sense a yeah. little bit. Uh, some of the details of the deals we have with sponsors, those that we can share, we're going to be shared a little bit more than normal in this sort of video. So if you're into that sort of thing, I think you're going to really like this one. 100%. And this is also a sort of video that Seb and I don't really like making, has to be said. And we have gone back and forth as to whether we make this video. Yeah. We could have made this video almost six months ago, really, when it all went down. Um, the, the reason we're doing it now, as opposed to with other maybe sponsors and brands we wouldn't have done this with, is because of how let down we have been. Uh, it's, I think there's stuff that can be learned for other people maybe that run their own businesses watching. But also, it, I think as a fan of Hashtag, you guys particularly deserve to know because ultimately... It wasn't just us that I'll use a bit of hyperbolic language here, but I do believe we kind of got stole from last year. Like, And it was also you guys that got stole from a little bit, because I think when you buy a kit, a hashtag kit, you want to think that's benefiting the club. And ultimately, it didn't benefit the club, which you should have. So we're going to talk about that. So a couple of years ago, we announced a five year deal with Hummel. Yeah. Now, the most important thing to say here, first of all, is it wasn't actually with Hummel. Now, that's not deception. It's just the nature of how these deals work. Hummel are a brand. They're a very well-known brand, originally German, but now much more associated with Scandinavia and Denmark. Um, but that Hummel actually means bumblebee in German. We talked about this when we launched the video, yeah. I think. Um, so Hummel were a brand that sit in, in Denmark where their base is, but they have regional licensee partners, don't they? So they have companies in, for example, the UK who own the license to that brand in the UK. So there's a company called, or there was a company called Elite. Now Elite is who our deal was with. The same people that any team in England that wear Hummel, their deal was with them as well. We're Correct, talking yeah. Southampton, we're talking Everton, yep. we're talking Coventry, Town, Northampton, Coventry, yep. no, many, many more. Many all of which were wrapped up in this, by the way, not just us. Every single Hummel 
club in the UK was affected by elite going into administration. And yes, that's right. It was an administration issue. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts attached to what happened to us when they went into administration. So we explain that in the future. But Elite Sports Group was their full name, to be precise. And yeah, our deal was with them. It was an interesting deal because it wasn't just yep. through Humble. It was also about making what we call white label products. So all the other merch, uh, some of which is still for sale because we have got hold of it. Link in the description, hashtag utd.com. We are selling some of it. In the, it's like a bit of a flash sale And that sale does right benefit now. the club. Yeah, it that, does benefit does the actually club. come to us now. This is from our website. It's all controlled by us as it it's, wasn't it's last year. behind the scenes on shelves right over there. Right Alex now. is literally yeah. sending them out to you guys. So if you do want to buy some merch, re massively reduced prices because yes. of what's gone on, yeah. click the link. It's going to go very soon. So... Yeah, a deal with Elite was it meant we became a Hummel club type of deal, yeah, because they own the rights to Hummel in the UK, yes. and it also meant they made out of white label products for us, which is just like hashtag T-shirts, which things they that don't did have a brand. for. I believe at the time we signed the deal with them, they they did for around half of the Premier League. Yeah, Matt, so like company. when you sign from some, when you buy stuff from some of the biggest Premier League clubs, when you buy like the pencil case with the club logo on the T-shirt, the hoodie, that the non-branded stuff other than the club logo, a lot of it was coming from Elite. Yeah, Elite Sports Group were a big company. And they, that's one of the reasons we decided to sign with them. Another yeah. reason we decided to sign with them, because let's take it back to two years ago when we actually just left a three-year deal with Adidas. We had a lot of offers on the table, as we have always been really like, you know, lucky to have. And it's partly due to Seb's great work um, and what we do at Hashtag. We had a lot of op options. We went with Hummel and Elite because it was a five-year deal. It was the only company that was backing us for five years, or at least we thought they were. Let's talk about why that's so important, because that's one thing I think people maybe don't realise behind the scenes is that, how much money it costs to do what hashtag does. Oh, yeah. How many costs there are involved. And sometimes there's an opportunity to earn more in a deal, but it's potentially going to be a short-term thing. Yeah. We are always about, and you and I and all the rest of the team, when we sit down and make decisions, we often think long, long-term. Like, we're not trying to do this for another year, another two years. We try and think 10, 20, 30 years into the future. So when there's a brand that comes in and really backs you for the long-term, it allows us to have such a degree of... Um, like comfort to really focus on that bigger picture. And as you, like there's a lot of wages that need to be paid. There's so many costs involved with all the football teams that are run now. So many things like the rent of this office, for example, yeah. this studio space, all these things. So these plus with these sponsorships are so key. So then when you get one that's a longer term one, and for a, for a significant amount of money, that allows you to underwrite those costs so you can actually properly plan. But I thought it just be worth. No, it's really that. important. It comes back to that key word we always talk about, which is sustainability, making sure we're around, and that's what this deal represented to us. You know. Um, how this club and, and company, if you like, exists is through these deals, right? We don't have, despite now operating at a significant level in the football pyramid, we don't have the football bread and butter business model that our competitors have, which is owning our own ground and making money through the food and food bar and games yeah. and not having to pay a load of different money to different clubs we ground share with and things. We have a lot of costs and very little ways in a football sense to make money. But we do make money through our YouTube stuff. And mainly it's through sponsorship. We do get ad revenue, of course, but the main income for this football club is the brand partners that you go out and get us. So when someone comes in for five years, but not only that, they make great kits. They, you know, yeah, they, they made some absolutely. really good kits. That's one thing we'll never sort of football brand. take away from, particularly one of my favourite uh, members of staff we got to meet at Hummel is a guy called Rob, who yeah, out, Rob. is a fantastic designer of kits. And that... And that Got us in the room, quite frankly, like with really good discussions. Honestly, some of the kits, I remember the times we spent sitting in their offices and seeing literally like 50 to 60 designs that Rob had done laid yeah. out and then seeing them go through to prototype and then launch them with such like incredible noise and enthusiasm from the audience. It was just one of my favourite moments. 100%. And, you know, like the sad thing of those kits is, which we'll get on to explain, is they're some of the best kits we've ever made. You guys loved them and that's why you bought so many of them. And we got nothing for them. 
And we're going to talk about that, but it's the most criminal part of this whole thing is we got nothing for that. So um, ultimately, they do a deal with us. And that deal means that for five years, they would pay us an advance, right? So just like, you know, if you're a band and you sign with a record label, you get an advance on it, it comes off any future album sales. That's how it worked with us. They'd pay us an amount of money, a significant amount of money over a period of five years. It really underpins the running of this football club. Remember, it's one of the key deals we do at this club. And... With that money, they then become the, the license holder of our kits, if you like. They get to go and sell our kits and they take the money for the sale of those kits. There was a way that we could earn more money on top, but we'd have to sell a hell of a lot of kits to get only, But once a certain amount of royalty had been earned, then that level was then banked. Once we sort of earned our money back, if you like, or earned the money, then on top of that, we would get a small percentage of royalties. Exactly. But that was for us to really grow into over those five years. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of the deal, obviously, it was they... They were licensing the ability to make hashtag kits. And they also licensed the ability to make hashtag merch yes. in general, right? All Which those t-shirts, All hoodies, the other things that we end up stocking. Everything. They end up actually making a lot more stuff than they actually agreed to. Yeah, well, part of the deal we had with them was that we got to approve every product they made. And quite soon after we started the deal, they started just releasing products Without which approval, I'd actually yeah. never even seen in person yeah. until we got hold of some stock recently. So that's another thing to talk about. But ultimately, yeah, the deal was underpinned by them paying us an amount of money up front every year. And then as part of those deliverables, we would then advertise their website, hashtagunitedstore.com, which was the site that we sold our merch for the last two years. This is important. Bill. It was not run by us. Okay. We had no access to the back end of that whatsoever. It was an elite ran website. And whenever you bought a kit or any product from there, it, nothing came into this office or this business. It was completely separate. Um, they just had that, that URL ultimately, and it would all go through their own partners, their own warehouses, their own distribution just, just centers. To, just to go on that, we took a lot of time to understand that process, to know exactly who we'll be handing it over to. And we felt so comfortable doing that because the club was growing and there's literally so only so many things we can do. We knew there was a demand for more retail products, for you guys to have more items of hashtag merch, if you like. They were going to help us do that. They weren't some random people. These were the guys that did this for Premier yeah. League Football Everton, clubs, right? Southampton. We were in there seeing Arsenal stuff, West Ham stuff, Man United stuff, like in different degrees. We're like, these are the great, this is amazing. They want to work with us. This is going to take us to the next level. We're feeling like this is a, we feel like this is a massive upgrade, massive improvement, going to make things way, way better for you guys. And it's just, it didn't yeah. work out there was, that only, way. there was only one way the deal could backfire. And that was if their company ceased to exist, which is ultimately what happened. Yeah. We'll actually explain why that happened potentially as well. Um, so yeah, as long as they paid that money, everyone was winning, right? Because we were getting a, what we felt was a good, fair amount of money to have that that license and that right. And this was the first time anyone had ever sold our merch for us, by the way. Yep. You know, every deal we'd done before that, Umbra, Adidas, whomever, it'd all come through us. We'd buy the stock from the brand and we would distribute it, sell it and run our own website. This was the first time we were handing that over because it was a good deal and it made sense for the club at the time. Um, so basically fast forward into the deal we released the first kits there was a few warning signs in that first year where we, that those payments that were supposed to be made up front and there's obviously some of them up front at least there's obviously a reason you want those payments up front because if they start selling your kits and taking the money for those kits and you don't get anything you're basically getting robbed so you do the deal and it's all contractually signed proper lawyers everything you and can possibly imagine we spent a lot of time on that contract it was a huge document a lot spent of time months and, money. and months and months negotiating yeah. it Worked with a very, very big, prominent uh, sports law firm, and they were brilliant. And it was watertight. It was watertight contract. The only way you weren't getting paid, as I said, is if, if they, they sought to exist. And we even had that conversation. We were like, "This is such a good deal," and there's no way they won't exist because they deal with much bigger sums than our money was involved with. You oh, know, yeah. for like Everton and Southampton, whoever. These are just Premier League examples. So we were like, "Yeah, it's a great deal. Let's do it." And uh, even after the first payment was due, 
there was, there was, it was late. It was very late. And we, did, we weren't hearing great noises when we chased it up. But without going into too much detail, get to the end of year one. And our first couple of kits have come out. We've First time we released three kits as well, home, away and esports. You guys loved them. You know, you bought a lot of them, more than we'd ever sold before. Record-breaking yeah, record numbers for this numbers, club. Yeah. Super proud of them. We were promoting their website as much as we possibly could. You would have seen that get more ingrained in our content as that deal came in. Um, they ended up not paying us the full amount for year one, right? Which is bad in itself, okay? But when you get into year two, when we released arguably the best kits we did with them as part of our deal, and they were flying off the shelves, selling well, we were getting no money. So imagine this. You, you've got to understand how it works from my perspective because every decision I make is, up, is about protecting this club, okay? So in the first year, of course, you're not going to advertise them. You're not going to promote them until you get some money in, right? And we did get some money in. They paid some of the money they owed us. So we started doing the they deal. They always had a reason why. There was always like a cash flow this, cash flow that. And it was like they were, it was like you know, the remnants of the COVID era was coming yeah, out. I mean, and ultimately was... at the time, we were always sort of sense checking that off the back of, look, they've got way bigger fish to fry They've got way bigger debts they owe than, to, than our one, even though it was significant to us. And I always was frustrated by that. But being honest, I never felt the money wouldn't come. Yeah. And then it did come. We agreed a payment plan with them. They started yeah, paying even on first a year. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the key point. We had to yeah. change the contract, essentially, and allow them to do a yeah. payment plan to get the money they owed to us. Bear in mind, they owed that money from pretty much day one, the minute they signed that deal to us, because... From the minute they started selling our shirts, we didn't see a penny of them. So they had to pay us first in order to have that right because they're buying the right to sell our trademark. Yeah. It is our, our registered trademark. People, people, no one people, else can people sell might it. wonder at that point, like, why did we not get out of the contract? And it's so much more complicated than that. Like, if you're in a five-year deal that under, underpins like a large share of the budget of running this football club and this business, if you like, then walking away from that, out of nowhere, with no notice, not having another deal ready to go to, is very, very crazy. Yeah. So instead of just, you know, you're hoping things are going to come come around and they're going to make it up and you're believing in these things. And at that point, I think we were concerned, but we were not like... Yeah, we knew if we had to go, if it had to go to legal action... We had a great We contract. would win. Yeah, exactly. We would win yeah. as long as their company yeah. existed and could pay, they'd have yeah. to pay. And we never, at that point, felt that they were going to disappear at that point. We always just felt like... They were just being annoying late payers, which some people are. Yeah. It was like, just annoying at this point. From my perspective, it was like, this is really annoying. It's going to be fine. Let's just get through this. It's really annoying. But okay, we're going to, we'll be fine. It felt like they had other issues going on, yeah. which it transpired they did. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. But we weren't being made aware of those. And it was all going to work out in the end because we knew we had the legal action if we needed it. And this is just a really good point to explain to you. Like, this is just one of so many things that with me and Seb and other people at Hashtag are dealing with on a daily basis yeah. that until this would never have made it into the content. You'd never know. And I'm sure other football teams deal with this stuff as well. But you know, this is the sort of level we've got to now where it's like so much work just to keep the lights on, not, alone, not, not even thinking about the content. So the reason I was explaining that though is obviously, so in year one, you're not going to do anything until you've got some money in because that's what cements the deal. When you're going into year two and you're already in a relationship with them, and you've already advertised them and you've already, you know, advertised your kits and sent people to your, their website and stuff. And they're late for the year two payment. Your options are even more limited because what do you do? You go, well, we're not going to promote your kit until you pay us. Okay, so what are we wearing in preseason? What are we wearing in our first few like games of the season? Effect, isn't it? Are we wearing the new kit? Are we staying in the old kit because they haven't paid for the right for us to advertise the new kit? Either way, people still buying Hummel kits. Hashtag we've had to confirm kids. to the we league get the what money. kit we're in. We've had to yeah. do all these things. There's, there's so, so much going on. You're kind it. of trapped at that point. Yeah. So we just look, we're going to carry on. We're going to do what we're obliged to do in the contract to the letter. Yeah. We never stopped that. We always did everything that we were asked to do, um, which is why you wouldn't have known this was going on because we kept promoting the kits, right? 
um, the most important thing is we believe that you guys were getting the kits, which you were for the most most of it. Well, up until this certain point. Up really. until this certain point. So it all transpired. We got we got to late 2022. We had not received a penny for year two and we're still late on year one payments. But most importantly, we now realised that you guys weren't getting kicked. All of a sudden, the website just went down as well. The website it? was going down. People were tweeting us because they, again, didn't understand that we weren't the ones sending the kits it's out. understandable. And they were saying, you know, where's my kit? I've paid whatever amount of money for some kits. They haven't arrived. I'd experienced that myself because we'd often order kits. And yeah. if we had kits to give out and stuff, we were paying for them. We were buying them ourselves. I mean, the email change, you know what was actually happening? Neil's off camera here. The amount of emails that Neil and I were forwarding onto the support team were getting bigger and bigger for yeah. people who'd message into the club asking about an order. We obviously like don't have any control over that, but we were obviously trying to help. We forward them onto the support team at Elite and they were just getting more and more and more. Yeah, and it got when I experienced it ourselves, and because when it was all working well, if we ordered some kit for club use, we'd genuinely get it in two days. Yeah, yeah. It would come really quick. They, they were good at that at that point. I ordered some stuff for club the club and it was a month and nothing had arrived. And I was significantly worried when you combine that with the tweets we were getting from our audience as well. It's not a good look. And we were starting to worry that this was going to reflect on our reputation, which is a good reputation because we take stuff seriously. We would never let this happen under our watch. So it was bordering on dangerous territory. We got to the point where we started to start talking to our lawyers about legal action because that was our only option, really, to get the money off them. Uh, what then happened is, again, it's a slow process, but you, you know, you go through a sort we of... We submitted a formal letter, didn't we? So yeah. A formal letter, which basically said that this is a formal notice as per the contract saying that, you know, you owe this money. We had the ability in the contract to charge interest on late payments. Yeah, which we never did. Which we'd not done at that point. No. And we kept saying that we won't do this. We won't do this. We want to work with you. We're like, bear in mind, we're, this is a, at, at the earliest stage of that. We've now just gone past this. But at that earlier stage, we were trying to retain and like a healthy relationship because it was a five-year deal. We yeah. wanted that deal to continue. But at that point, we had no no alternative really than to issue that official legal letter. And then no. it just so happened that literally a few weeks after that, or a week after that. Well, well, before you get to that, because when I when I pushed for us to do that, um, it wasn't necessarily in a belief that it, it was it was maybe my hunch that they had the money, mm. but they were we were low on low on their list of people yeah, they owe money yeah. to. So this might speed them up. Yep. So the lawyers advised us: you've got to send the letter, then you've got to give them another period. I think it was two yeah, weeks that's right, yeah. before you can actually commence any court legal battle. It's basically a warning. Um, so we did that. And then we got real alarm bells almost exactly two weeks later, maybe about 10 days after yeah. that. It was Black Friday. It was going to be Black Friday yeah. that weekend. That's and we got a message from one of their senior members of staff asking us who, who was, it turns out, none of the staff really at Elite had any clue this stuff was going on behind the scenes in terms of their company was failing. Or they owed us money or anything. They had no idea they were late on their payments. So all the people we dealt with on a day-to-day basis, we're not throwing any shade no, they're just doing here. their jobs. Yeah. They lost their jobs ultimately yep. as a yep. part of this. It's the people at the very top that are to blame ultimately. In my opinion, are criminals. The legal, the legal, uh, the legal justice of the UK will not say that it's about them, which is why I think this is legalised robbery, what happened to us ultimately, which is another thing to talk about. But um, they're the people to blame. Anyway, the, the, the people that were high up in the company, but not the owners of the company or the, you know, the CEOs or whatever, one of them asked us to promote a Black Friday deal to you, as they often would from time to time. Can you do a deal, a special discount for any hashtag merch to our fans? And that's the first time I ever drew a line under it and said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to fulfil our side of the contract because I don't think our fans are going to get that. I really have lost faith in the company completely based on the tweets that I've seen, the messages we've received and my own experiences. I think you're asking our fans to spend money on kits they will not receive, which is illegal, really. It's criminal. It's robbery. So until you make uh, some assurances that they're going to receive those kits, we're going to receive our payment for this year. That yeah. is the thing that even means we'll market these kits to yeah. our fans. Um, we can't do it. 
And the guys that we were emailing that to had just had no idea. They had yeah. no clue. And about 48 hours later, the whole of the elite staff got taken to a pub and let go. Yeah, crazy. I remember talking to one of them on the day it happened. And I was just like, because we were like, what the hell's going on? Our website's gone down. We're seeing some news about them going to administration. We then start hearing from the people in there that actually worked with us on a day-to-day -day basis. And they're all saying, yeah, we had no idea. Came in, all of us, I think the first, I don't know how many in total, but I know on that one day, I think it was 28 into administration. That's mad. And they had absolutely no idea. Some of them were, it's driven, this was just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them were owed thousands of pounds in expenses on business trips and things that they didn't get. They didn't get their wages before Christmas, all the money they're owed in expenses, and they're just out of a job like that. Got there were so many repercussions to this, guys, from our perspective as well. We just built this set. We built this set, uh, one for content on Spencer FC, which we did do during the World Cup, but you probably noticed we didn't do after that because, quite frankly, we got distracted with dealing with this administration stuff. It became a massive part of our lives. Um, and second of all, we had plans to do it quicker. Like, for example, the podcast that we did for Hashtag last year, that was supposed to start at the start of the season. It just got held up because we, we, we didn't have any money, basically. We hadn't yeah. been paid the money that we used to run the club by Elite. So we couldn't go and spend more money on future content, which we'd planned to do for you guys, until that stuff got sorted. That's why the podcast ended up being like a last minute in the season type thing. It's supposed to run throughout the year. Has so many repercussions to me personally, you know, that the, the, the attention I'd planned to give uh, to Spencer FC content. You see, suddenly I started making videos again in December. I hadn't really been making regular videos for a long time. That was not just a one-off thing for the World Cup. That was supposed to be part of... Of, uh, of getting that channel back out there a little bit. But I couldn't. I couldn't because this became too much stuff to deal with, quite frankly. Um, so they went into administration. That basically means that, they're, that there's some administrators have to come in, take over the running of the company. They have to try and squeeze every asset they have out of the company to start paying the debts. But as a company itself, it sort of ceases to exist unless the administrators can find enough money to rescue it, which they couldn't ultimately. That was a period that went on for about four or five months. It was frustratingly slow, but they couldn't save the company. Uh, it turns out they owed a lot of money. We were about seventh in line in a long line of people they owed money to. There was other clubs they owed much more money to. Um, I'm not an expert on exactly what went on, so I'm not going to go into minute detail, but our understanding is that Elite Sports Group as a company were fined an extremely large amount of money. We think in the sort of high six figures, potentially even seven figures, we're not exactly sure, for breaking what's called competition law. It's about pricing. And yeah, there's, there's stuff you can see online about there's different things what happened. Ultimately, at this point, we're now focused on what the hell do we do? Like, how do we try and resolve this situation? Yeah, just to be clear, though, that break of competition law is nothing to do with hashtag. Oh, that, nothing to do with We think it. it's something to do with Rangers and their deal with another, Rangers Another Scotland. partnership they had. But yeah, yeah no, but nothing to do with us. us yeah. hugely. So they got fined a load of money. And as a retail business, apparently, a lot of these businesses, they, when they operate, they operate very close to the sort of profit and loss margin line. Yeah, and high revenue, big, small margin. Yeah. Exactly. And a big cost like that coming in overnight is enough just to end the company. Especially when they have to go and spend so much money. If you're thinking about how many kits you're forecasting for big Premier League clubs, you're buying tens and tens of spending millions of pounds on kit that you then don't get the money of until it's sold. So they have to speculate a lot on cash flow. And if it goes wrong, then you can go really wrong really quickly. But that is where we now find ourselves at this point. And the administration process, Ben, as you know, is was the first time that I've been involved in one. Yeah. Uh, and same for all of us, really, or yeah. most of us. And I... 
it's just it's painful. This is a really any of you guys run a business painful. out there, particularly in retail, I really would advise you to listen to this part of the video because it's unbelievable. You would not imagine what happens. So essentially, we're owed a load of money, right? As are other clubs as well. The administrator's job is not really to get you your money. The administrator's job is to get as much money into the business they're trying to save. Even though they technically work for you, they work for the people that are owed money, they're trying to get money in to pay those debts. Not to pay your debts specifically, to pay all the debts the company has. So Turns out there's a load of stock of uh, some kits, but mostly... Some that, that we didn't even know existed. Yeah, some stock that we didn't even know existed. Things that, I mean, maybe have been on the website, but I hadn't seen them because they never went through us. Yeah. Like everything you could imagine with the hashtag badge on, sitting in a warehouse somewhere that was not a warehouse owned by Elite. It was another of their third-party sort of companies they deal the with, just company, like they deal yeah. with us. And they hadn't been paid either. So there's all these people in ch chains of... of you so know, yeah, yeah, there's all this stock that Elite own that's in the possession of a third party, but has our mark on it. No one, no else one can sell, can sell no without one can us. Sell so the situation where we're like, right, well, give us the stock. We'll take that off the bill and we can sell it on our website like we used to do. Make some of the and money that yeah, we're owed back. exactly. And we Not can like, salvage but... something. And the administrators are like, no, you've got to buy it from us. We're like, what do you mean we've got to buy it from you? What are you going to do with it? Well, we're going to sell it. Who are you going to sell it to? You can't sell it to anyone because it's got our mark on it. No one else can sell it. They were even well, offering it to other teams. Yeah. So th that's just... Other clubs, other league clubs that were humble clubs, they offered all the stock they had to all of us, even us. We got offered to buy Coventry kits if we wanted yeah. to buy it. We can't sell Coventry kits. It's crazy. And other people were offered to buy hashtag kits, but they're almost only ones that can sell them is us. Yeah, and then, so this 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 company that we had the stock, they were equally they they had possession of a load of hashtag product that wasn't their legal possession, but they had physical possession. They were owed significant amounts of money by Elite as well. So they're not going to just give it back to anyone because they're like trying to hold that as collateral, but they can't do anything with it. And it was just this one big, enormous mess um, that thankfully we were able to agree some form of agreement with uh, that fulfillment house to pay them some money. We had to pay more money out to get ownership of some of the stock, agreeing that we'd pay a royalty back to the administration, yeah, so, which is crazy, yeah. to get something out of it, um, which was a very, very small amount based on the value of it, but it was something that was better than nothing. Quite frankly, point. it took us a long time to get our head around the idea that we had to pay for that, that stock. crazy. Um, not only do we have to pay for the stock, we had to pay a commission on everything we sold, like Seb says, and we also had to pay to store it because it's a crazy amount of stock yeah. we didn't have room in this office for, yeah. which is where we'd done all our merch operation from before. Um, quick shout out to some guys, actually, ironically, who played for Sudbury, or what the lad, Josh yes. Pollard, who played for Sudbury at the time, who we were in the middle of a promotion title Battle race with. Against. But he has a separate company that is uh, essentially a fulfillment house and a warehouse and, and a lot of room, and they offered to store this stock for us. And, you know, they did that off, yeah, out of kindness, to be fair, to Josh Pollard and his dad, John. So thank, big thanks to them, because uh, honestly, if they hadn't made that offer, I don't know for sure if we'd have secured that stock. Yeah, we had we nowhere to put, to put it. it. Exactly. And we were doing the maths on like, we're thinking, right, if we physically have to pay this for it, we have to discount it significantly. How long do we hold it for? What are the costs of storage? What are the costs of staff in it? Like, these are the headaches we didn't want initially when we partnered with Elite. So they yeah, could do those things exactly. for us. So, so their that, company's called yeah. Kings Park, by the way. So shout out to yeah, Kings King Park. Shout out to you guys. But also, I would do shout out, shout out to Classic Football Shirts as yes. well. So one of the reasons that we were able to take the financial risk. Remember, we're, we've got a massive hole in our budget last year because this happened, like a significant hole. Simultaneously, we're trying to win two, two divisions of football, men and women, which are very competitive. There's a lot of money flying about in, in that level of football, right? So we can't really afford to not have this money. And, you know, any other club, I think, not only would have it derailed their promotion hopes 100%, it would have just killed the club. Yeah. Most clubs oh, yeah, could absolutely. not have handled that. And thanks to Classic Football Shirts, what they did is I knew I could sell 
the shirts we picked up, the football jerseys we picked up to them. So that's why you would have seen a load of classic football shirts, hashtag shirts for sale over the last yeah. few months. Because And that's why we did promote that and said that's the only place you can buy it right now. Because they came in and they guaranteed us a return. We got the shirts quite cheap. We sold them to them quite cheap, but at a profit. And they sold them to you quite And cheap. they were so able to sell them at a higher amount to you guys or whoever bought them. So it's a kind of win-win. If classic football shirts hadn't stepped up and Kings Park hadn't stepped up, we might not have made that money back. Now, just to be clear, the money we made on that administration stock is a drop in the ocean compared to what we lost not yeah. even 10 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like just a small relief while we're doing shout out we should probably also thank a lot of the partners that have supported us and do thankfully continue to support us with their contracts really yeah thank you very much for everybody out there you know ufl yes obviously ufl our main club partner uh, the front of the show at the men's we've had fridays last year we've had lucas day sports socios yeah the other, the other thing i want to say while we're on that is we talked about how some football clubs would have gone out of business from this you know one of the reasons we didn't is ultimately because we have been very careful with our money over the years, you know, uh, and that's down to a lot of people. You know, I, I want to give us a bit of a pat on the back, quite frankly. We don't do it often, but um, if we hadn't have run the business the way we had run it, uh, we wouldn't have survived, quite yeah. frankly. You know, the sad reality is that money came out of our stadium fund. That, yeah. that came out of our stadium fund. And that stadium fund existed because I sold shares in this business previously. I'm still the majority shareholder. Sep has some shares, you know, about Aspilicueta. There's a few other people, but... Ultimately, I sold shares. I left that money in the business. I didn't take any of it personally. And that money that, that, that I'd essentially given to the business has, is now smaller because we had to use it to prop up last year. And this isn't me playing a violin saying, well, it's me. I'm just trying to get you guys to understand how this works. So, you know, if it wasn't for our, our shareholders and our ability to yep. not waste all our money, which every football club seems to do, by the way. Um, and that's so important. We're yeah. talking about, if we're, you know, we're going to move on from this topic after this video and talk about all the exciting things that the club's got coming forward and the, the great long future we're planning. But it is very important that underpins everything is that how we do make decisions. Like, there are so many ways you could do this and celebrate and continue just to throw whatever money you physically can raise into the playing budget and things like that. The decisions were made a long, long time ago to try and run this club sustainably, even yeah. probably before. We've never had the biggest budget. We've we never had the biggest budget in the league, league, and we've won every single league we've been in. Yeah. There's only in one season we haven't won it. We didn't try to win it that year. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think whilst we're on the administration thing, before we wrap that up completely, one other thing I think is fascinating for you guys to know, this is really interesting, is so what you have to do is when the administrators, they put together a big like uh, proposal, if you like, of how they might yeah, go about getting mad. some money back for the company. And it gets sent out to all the people that are owed money, of which we're one and many other clubs are and whatever. And you have to vote for it. You basically have a vote as a club to say, yeah, we like your plan. We'll approve that. If you don't approve it, they can't go ahead with the plan which is how they're going to just basically get all the assets and money out of the company. Now, it's Turkey's voting for Christmas. And by that, I mean, you have to vote for a plan which says, for example, this is what this plan said, uh, whatever happens, however much money we raise in order to sort of get all the assets out of Elite, the first £1 million we raise is what the administrators well, charge but, but basically, and goes to them The first. administrator becomes the, the, the top creditor. The administrator becomes unless, the top creditor. Unless there are specific charges within contracts. So unless there's a contract, which is interesting that we learn, within, within uh, like a secured charge against the contract in case of this sort of thing happening, which none, none of the creditors had, the administrators basically say, right, we've been doing this for months. We are now, our bill is this, and they're, you know, they're not cheap things like solicitors. The hourly rates are huge. And they get paid. So there's a £10 that's saved. Well, if the administrator's bill is £9.50, £9.50, and then the rest of the creditors share the 50p. Yeah. Right? That's how it works. And that ultimately, realistically meant, especially with 
the fact of the sort of business that Elite were and any value they had was in stock that they couldn't then realise as we, we, we found out with our own stock there was just never going to be any money. Yeah, there was really. no way they were going to make... Like, who knows? But there was, there was very unlikely they were ever going to raise more than a million pounds and anything under a million pounds went to the administrators. Yeah. And I hear what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, why would you vote for that? You just vote no. Well, we said that. Because then well, someone else comes in and they happens? start the clock again. So if you vote no and say, we don't like your plan, those administrators just leave. New administrators come in who charge the same rate. You cannot you win. you still got to pay the other ones It is the a, work they've done to that point. It's a lose-lose <laughs> scenario. The only way you get anything is if the administrators are able to raise more than a million pounds. And then you have to ask yourself... What's their incentive to do that? Because once they get paid, they're done. They don't need any more money. Yeah, set up so Andy, it's, it? it's a horrible scenario to be in. I pity anyone watching this that's been through it. Um, you know, the, quite frankly, and this is why I sometimes, we thought a lot about whether we make this video, guys. And I sometimes find myself, and like the businessman in me, tells me I shouldn't make this video. It's not a good look. You know, you, you, you shouldn't talk about deals like this. And I said, no, actually, first of all, I think I owe it to you guys. because We wouldn't be here without you. And you know, you deserve to know what happened with any kits you might have ordered. There might even be some people out there that ordered kits and didn't get them still, which I hope isn't the case because those people were encouraged to sort of uh, back charge their payment to get their money back at least. But hopefully that isn't the case for any of you. I want to clear up that. I want to clear up our reputation because if anyone's out there thinking this was down to us, it wasn't. And hopefully you know that now. And on that, before I go on, we actually couldn't contact any of you out there who did have an issue with your kit. We didn't have the information. Like we could, we, we couldn't physically do it. We only had the um, sort of protocol of going through elite and their customer service team and their website team, which were all different companies. It was an absolute ball ache, but we did everything we could, which is get the information from them. And we put it out to you guys and said, follow this instructions. Here's how you get your money back. But the other reason I want to bring it up. And the reason that when I think about whether we should make this video, I ultimately decide to make it is because we could easily be sitting here explaining how hashtag is dead because of this deal. We could easily be sitting here and saying this thing that's been my life for the last seven years, been Seb's life, it's been everyone involved in this club's life. It's part of my family. We could be sitting here saying it no longer exists. The only reason we're not doing that is because of what I think are good decisions we've made in the past that are all thanks to your support. We couldn't have done it without you. And it's exactly why we're going to continue to make decisions like that going forward. And it does underpin everything we do. Make no mistake, even though we signed a new deal with Adidas, which is amazing, we love Adidas and we're going to talk about that in a minute, we're going to feel the effects of this. They're not over. The, effect, the money that we lost last year, that's going to continue to affect the club. It's going to affect our, our attempt to get a stadium and all these things in the future because that money doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, right? So when, for example, soon you're going to see a squad update video from us and as happens every year, you'll find out about players, for example, that might have left the club. Not new, happens every year. It's not a league. We're expecting it. But for example, like some of the reasons some players might leave is down to money. It's down to how much we can pay, how much we're prepared to pay, because yeah. we never pay what we think is more than the going rate. However, a lot of other clubs don't think like that. Other clubs are much more short, short, short term. term. Yeah. Other clubs have got money so coming in. Some clubs in non-league do this. They do that. But also most clubs in non-league are using non-football money. Yeah. By that, I mean they have someone who owns that club who's putting money from another business in to run it. It's up to him if he wants to or her. They want to lose that money. We're running this as a football business. The money is spent that is generated as a football club. We're very unique in that respect. And we're not massively liked by a lot of teams around us because there's a lot of jealousy that we actually run as a football club. There's a lot of people in football around us that are jealous of me and you in the fact that we get to run a football club as our jobs because yeah. these guys aren't doing that. These guys are actually running other businesses, successful businesses and good luck to them. And they put the money into football, which is their hobby. So that's why I decided to make this video because it could have been disastrous for us. It wasn't because of the way we do things. I'm very proud of the way we do things. And even though there will be minor setbacks here and there, at least what you guys see as setbacks because a player moves on that you didn't want to or what have you, 
it's all part of a plan. And even with a massive spanner being thrown in the works last year, like it did, which we couldn't plan for, we kind of did plan for it because we had security yeah. blanket because the way we run our business. So I'm proud of that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on the positive yes. now. So that deal is plenty. dead. It's gone. That five-year deal was not even a two-year deal. It was a one-year deal. It looked like a two-year deal to you guys. We had a humble kit for two years. We got paid for less than one. They sold, I'm prepared to say this, they sold hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of shirts last year. Hundreds of thousands of pounds, which is amazing, by the way, that we have fans, that, that many fans that want to buy hashtag shirts. I'm really happy with that. We received zero pounds, zero pence, nothing. That's why it is legalized robbery. We have no one to sue because the company doesn't exist anymore. There's no one going to prison over it. And I think that's wrong, but that's maybe for another video about capitalism in general. Um, however, once we realized that deal was dead, we obviously need to plan for next year. This is where Seb really earns his money, guys. And this is why Seb is the best in the business. Um, we're very proud to say we had offers from pretty much every major brand again, yeah. which is amazing because everyone knew we were in a position that wasn't a particularly strong one. We'd been left in the lurch by our brand. And we had brands that wanted to work with us. Some brands we worked with before, some brands we hadn't. Guess what? We even had Hummel again because Hummel's, and it's important that, to yeah, say this. important thing actually on This Hummel. isn't, yeah. the Hummel, well, Hummel kits, the business that, that screwed us over was elite sports club. Yeah. Hummel, the only thing Hummel did do, which I thought was not great, but it was their prerogative to do this, was when it all went south with their license holders elite, let them down, obviously, massively. Yeah. It hurt their reputation too. They didn't get involved. Yeah, you know I what? That, they that, could have I got think involved. that is an important point to make because it's so easy for everyone watching at home to see this as Hummel. That's what the badge on the shirt, Hummel, Hummel, Hummel. But Hummel as a company did nothing other than have a poor UK licensee. That's they, they, their, they got paid a yearly fee by Elite to, yes. for them or to... Or maybe they didn't. Yeah, maybe they, they should have. They might maybe have. They, they didn't. I think they right? do so, have so, that, actually, so that's yeah. important that they are not the ones that we focus the the um, the negativity towards. But it was disappointing that when this all went down and I reached out to the guys at Hummel just to have a conversation... Well, ultimately, we, we didn't hear anything about it. We, we, we were still we were in a five-year deal. We would have been happy to honour Absolutely, if, if Hummel had we, come we, in. We couldn't have that conversation. They then got a new licensee in yes. the UK who then approached us. We, the other we, thing we even hired a lot of the same guys. Some of the... Some of the like Not the bad stuff. guys. No, yeah, not the good the, guys. Yeah, yeah. So we were then in a situation where we're sort of... A lot of the football teams that are Hummel, this, well, it's happened to all the football teams that are Hummel. So there's a lot of teams going out to market at the same time. It's a public thing. Everyone sort of sees you coming a little bit. Um, and one thing is very important. I did not realise this until, you know, we started working with Adidas the, the, the first time, how long it takes to make and plan a football kit. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. It takes a long, long time. Okay, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you're planning for like, a season and a half ahead of kits the whole time. Like even before the Elite deal went south late last year, we'd already oh, yeah, confirmed done. the kits yeah. for this coming year. Yep. And yeah, we've earmarked some for the year, before, year after. Yeah. So when all of a sudden you've got nothing, there's a, so many problems. First of all, there's this massive black hole in the budget. Then you've got the issue of how on earth are we going to find a new sponsor uh, that's in the current market just post-COVID when there's a, you know, everyone sort of out of nowhere, you're looking for a new sponsor and everyone knows you're coming off the back of something. It's not yeah. exactly putting you on the, on the forward Everyone foot. in the industry knew what had happened with yeah. you, obviously. And then, and then you've also physically got to make and design and get ready a kit for just like a few months' time in, yeah. this, in this season. So well, that, We knew, didn't we? We knew we weren't going to be in bespoke kits next year. It was just absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's so important that, you know, what we've got going forward with Adidas is probably understood just how much they backed the club when we first came into non-league. Mm. How much they're back in the club now when we needed someone to come to come through for us yeah, like that. Hundred percent. And so it's gonna be a massive year for 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 the club and for that partnership with some great stuff to come. So it's probably now to focus on that positive. Yeah, and that's what we like to do. That's yeah. the other thing, sorry, the last thing is just to say 
the other reason for making this video is to probably not just celebrate them as a partner, but in, in this light. Yeah, 100%. I, I want people to get behind Adidas more than I've ever wanted anyone to get behind any of our brand partners because for a number of reasons. Like, if without this information, there's easily a world, I would understand it, why as a fan you would look at it and go, oh, we had these lovely bespoke kits that were made like with hashtag in the design and so unique. And we did have Adidas bespoke kits in the we past, did, yeah. let's not forget. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to, and it's not an off-the-shelf kit, by the way. No, no, no. Adidas have got a really cool system uh, that only partner clubs have access to that you can sort of design. It's a bit like designing a kit on pro clubs on FIFA. You can kind of make it your colours you want and mix and match it. So it's going to be the only the only way you can get the kits that we're releasing are through hashtag. They're still unique to us. Um, but yeah, there was no way we could do the bespoke kits. If we didn't no, have the just time. not bespoke. They're still so great it's kits. It's not Adidas's like... fault. It's not Adidas not backing us and not like. It's, it's, I want to make that really clear. Yeah. And we haven't had too much negativity at hashtag in the past, but wherever there has been, we always will try and turn it into a positive. You know, door closes, a window opens, whatever. So let's really get behind Adidas. And there's a number of reasons why we should do this. They saved us first and foremost. They gave us a new brand partner going into next year. And yes, there were other offers. Um, but we, one of the reasons we chose Adidas is we worked with them before. We trust them. We had three great years with them. They're still the longest uh, kit provider partner we've ever had at this club. I think that can easily get forgotten when you change deals. But that is the, that is the fact of Adidas. But also, it's Adidas. You know, we, we could not afford to be let down again. We're, not just financially, but also in our reputation. Also internally, we haven't even talked about things like the youth team. The youth team were massively affected by the Elite yeah. and Hummel deal because yeah, yeah. they didn't get the kits they ordered. Yeah, they yeah. spent money and ordered kits for, to wear hashtag Hummel kits and they never came. And that cost people, people were out of pocket because of that. I think I just... Yeah, us, we, we back Yeah, it. I also do, I won't name the names because um, it's not right to, but all of the other brand partners or brands, sports brands that we spoke to, and there were many... I want to thank all of you guys for your interest as well in helping 100%. the club at that moment. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't to happen on this occasion. We've obviously gone back with Adidas, but I want to be really, really grateful for that support of offering to to back the club. And yeah. it was really, it was a very difficult period. We had a very, very small window of time to do a deal, but it's it's fantastic that we've been able to do it, and it's really great that we've been able to have the support from those big, great brands uh, that they want to work with us. And the way I'll do, and this is where I'm, and I'm being really honest with you right now, guys. We've never released kits we don't like. We'll always. Be, like, we spent a lot of time. One of the reasons these kits might be out a little bit later, so we went back and forth so yeah, much yeah, on the designs, did, yeah. right? So we love that process as well. We've talked about that before. And then, but, and um, then the vote, you guys voted on yeah, it. Yeah, you guys Fan voted on options that we made. Uh, we'll reveal the winner of that vote soon. We've got some very interesting away shirts coming as well. We, you know, we always mix up the away shirts, so that'll be good. But more so than ever, I want you guys to get behind these shirts because... As frustrating as it is that last year, if you guys went and bought a shirt, I'm still glad you bought them, guys, because they're lovely shirts and, yeah. and it's part of Hashtag's history and it's the year we won the league and all these things. So it's great. And the pink shirt was very popular. All these things like wearing with pride, you know, you haven't got to throw them in the bin or anything no. just because we didn't get the money for them. Still be proud of that. But I really would love to encourage you to back us on these up and coming shirts for a number of reasons. First of all, to give Adidas the love they deserve for coming in and, and helping us out massively, which is true. You know, obviously we want them to be happy partners of ours. So let's buy these shirts. And second of all is we actually see something out of these shirt sales now. Yeah. It is a different club kind of deal. We're not getting just like one single upfront fee at the start of the season. And then it's kind of over to Adidas anymore. We actually make money on every shirt sold. So, you know, if you buy them, it, it will help the club. Goes into the uh, the wage bill and the transfer kitty. Yeah, you know, don't be complaining about uh, what players we're losing and things over money if you haven't bought a shirt. And also, they're, they're great shirts. Adidas were the biggest, of course, Adidas. the biggest sports brand in the world. The quality is unbelievable. The kits are great. I can't wait for you guys to see them actually, especially the away kit, by the way. Yeah, exactly. There's an interesting thought process behind the away yeah. kit, which we'll explain in time. But yeah, so really big shout out to Adidas. Get behind the shirts. Understand the reason why we're in the position we are. 
we're hoping, I mean, it's still going to be a little bit late and that's not anyone's fault apart from how long yep. it took to get this out of this Hummel situation. So we're thinking we, we hopefully have them for the start of the season. We almost certainly won't play the start of pre-season in them. So uh, that, that, that's not the first time that's happened though. And you know what, guys? I think that's about it really. I really want to draw a line under that part of hashtag history now, which by the way, is an unbelievable line. It's an unbelievable year. You know, the fact that all this went on and a lot of what we've talked about in this video is negative, but this all went on in a record-breaking season yeah. for the tax. We achieved two promotions, which is a feat we may never do again. There's not many teams doing a men and women's team simultaneous promotion at the levels that we're talking about. It's really impressive for us. And I'm really proud of it, as you can tell. And we did it in a year that was actually very challenging. And we actually didn't let too many people know about it. No. We didn't even let most of the players know about it. We didn't want them to be disrupted. Didn't tell the management too much. It was really a small team of people dealing with this on a daily basis. I'm very proud of that team. I hope you are too. You know, players will come and go, unfortunately. And we have players that stick around a bit longer and become part of the furniture for sure. But um, it's really the team off the pitch that makes hashtag what it is, that is consistent, that has been here since day one, that loves this club. And, uh, and yeah, I think... That's impressive in itself. You know, Devs is about to hit five years as a manager at Hashtag. You know, you know, one season, I think we saw 17 managerial changes in the time that we just played one season of football. Meanwhile, Devs actually finished last season as the longest serving manager at any club in that league. Like, we've, you know, I mean, Jason's the same. Jason, we, who came through for the women's yeah. team as part of the merger. We have consistency off the pitch, which is actually quite hard to come by. And it's that consistency and sustainability that got us through last year. I know it's not as sexy as the guys that score hat-tricks on the pitch that unfortunately we don't do anymore, or I never did. <laughs> you maybe did a few times. Um, but it is the thing to be proud of at this team, guys, really. It's the thing that makes it all tick. And that's what I want this video to, to end on, is a celebration of that team that got us through it including Seb and his commercial department, because that is really important part of the club. Not the outside parties that let us down. You know, let's draw a line on it. Let's stay positive. Let's think about next year. Playing at two levels we've never played at before. Future history to be made. I cannot Another wait. TST. Another TST to look forward to. We haven't talked about that. There's other videos for that. On that, please support Make those sure videos as well, guys. It's so Stampy cool. and Neil and Eddie working out there while even me was playing out there, like having fun. They put an unbelievable shift in and they've made some really good content. We've got one episode already out. I think there might be more out by the time you see this. The vlogs, even if you've seen the game, even if you've seen the live stream of the game, watch the vlogs because there's so much stuff that happened off the pitch you need to see. So get behind them as well. A reminder, hashtag UTD.com. Go to that website to pick up loads of this merch that we've got for the administrators. It's being sold by us. The money's coming to the club. No concerns about us not receiving the money this time. Definitely get behind that. Super cheap, really discounted prices on uh, you know, leisure wear and stuff like that. And we even have some old Hummel merch that we're getting rid of as well. So get behind that. And thank you to you guys. None of this will be possible without you. We love you. We've got big videos coming. We've got a squad update coming. We've got more TST stuff. We have got obviously the season, pre-season and the season and the men and the women's team. Exciting stuff. Get behind it. Drop a like on the video if you enjoyed this little look behind the curtain of Hashtag United. Subscribe for more. If you really want to help the club again and you want to really make sure that the money you spend goes directly to the club, become a member on YouTube. You get live streams, you get to see matches before anyone else, you get to see the full 90 minutes and we get the money that you spend to help this club grow and continue to do what we do. We love you. Until next time, up the tags and don't go changing.